Bradley. He'll step back three. What is up, everybody? Hoops, basketball card investors and collectors. I am Gary, your host. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. It is uh, great to be with you. We finally have some breaking news and some exciting rumors. The breaking news, as you may already know, that uh, Phoenix Suns, number one draft pick from a few years ago, big man DeAndre Ayton, who was form- like disgruntled with the coach and with the team. All that to say, yesterday the Pacers signed him to an offer sheet restricted free agent and then within like an hour Phoenix matched it and it looks like they are not trading him from everything I'm hearing and I don't know where you get your basketball news sometimes it's a friend texts me and they they found out before I did Uh, other times it's Twitter because there's fast Woj bombs and updates there or maybe you're at a a card show or a shop and somebody's like oh did you see this Uh, you know uh, that happened as I was having a conversation yesterday with Paul from nooffseason.com. We uh, we just had a blast recording a, a show together, his um, sports card strategy show, the basketball card edition. So check that out. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But as we were talking, Indiana signed him to, signed Aiton, not Paul from nooffseason.com, uh, signed DeAndre Aiton to the offer sheet. And I thought at first, it, you know, in fact, there was that possibility of a sign and trade, something where Phoenix could at least get something of value back if they were going to lose him or not want to pay him. But you don't just let a number one pick go, especially when he's been a huge part of their success the last few years. So, so DeAndre Ayton staying in Phoenix, uh, also with a like, there's a kicker in the in the contract that they can't trade him for like another six months. So the idea of him getting dealt tomorrow for a, you know, big package for Kevin Durant, it looks unlikely. Well, first of all, it looks impossible based on the contract and, and the NBA rules. But, but here's the thing. Uh, It got me thinking about big men in the NBA centers and what, what are they as far as value in the basketball card market? Why, why are they such big news? I mean, DeAndre Ayton signing, he was the number one pick, right? Signing for $133 million over four years. And all these possible destinations for him, Indiana, Brooklyn, whatever. But then other big men in the news, you know, in the last month, Paolo Banchero, the number one pick in the NBA draft, is a big man. Chet Holmgren, the guy everybody's going crazy over from the Summer League, Oklahoma City, is a big man. And yes, Jabari Smith from the Houston Rockets. Top three picks, guys, in the NBA draft were all big men. And then you have the news that Nikola Jokic was, I think, the first player in history to sign the Supermax extension, adding five years on his contract and another $270 million. Highest paid player in the league. At least that's that's the highest paying contract out there. Not the highest paid player next season, but over the course of contracts, he's got the most guaranteed money of anybody. And that's just 
this is raising for me the question, like, why don't I care as a card investor? I'm not interested in Paolo Benchero. I don't own any DeAndre Ayton cards. He let me down this past year. I thought for sure he would have a at least as good a season as he did the previous year and the possibility of stepping up in the playoffs. And he didn't. He didn't. That's one of the reasons Phoenix was a, an early exit, at least as far as what they were predicted to be. So so here's the deal. I don't care about DeAndre Ayton cards. In, you know, I might say there's potential there with all these guys, Jokic, Banchero, whatever big man you might like, you know, there's potential growth there as players and as card values, but we take a lot of things in comparison to, I mean, there's all kinds of other options, all, all kinds of other players you could buy. I just did a blog post on uh, hoopsandcards.com about changing of the guard and five guards that could have breakout seasons next year. Just spoiler alert, I'm not doing one about five centers because they just don't gain as much popularity, as much value in the hobby or as investments in basketball cards. And I'm, I got some ideas why, maybe you do as well. You know, even looking back on when we list our goats, nobody is quick to say, oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, oh, Shaquille O'Neal, oh, Wilt Chamberlain, oh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, you know, those all those guys deserve to be in that conversation. Bill Russell, you know, uh, we've had some, like it used to be that big men absolutely dominated the game. And so, I mean, everybody laughs and we should, you know, looking back at when Michael Jordan was drafted third overall. Well, the two guys picked in front of him were seen to be franchise centers. And that used to be like the key to winning is have a dominant center. Because the guys I just mentioned... Wilt, Russell, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. These guys dominated the 60s, 70s, 80s. And then you want to say Shaq? I think Shaq dominated the 90s in a lot of ways. The early 2000s. And uh, we could talk about Hakeem, Patrick Ewing. Uh, There's been a lot of fantastic centers that basically it was seen for a while. If you get one of those guys, franchise centers drops into your lap, you have to take him. So the Rockets took Hakeem Olajuwon, number one in 1984. Portland, they already had a super shooting guard in Clyde Drexler. Look him up. He's in the Hall of Fame, top 75 player of all time. And then, the, you know, so they didn't take Michael Jordan because they thought, well, two guys at the same position when you have Sam Bowie sitting there, a seven foot possible franchise center. So they did that. Jordan went number three to Chicago and the rest is history. And, and rightfully so we look back and say, man, and Portland should too. They look back. Oh man, if we had Michael and Clyde, well, scary, right? Absolutely scary. So it used to be, my point is it used to be, and sometimes it still is. I mean, why are three big men going one, two, and three in the NBA draft? Why is a big man finishing first in the MVP voting the last two seasons, the Joker, and then you've got the second MVP candidate who a lot of people would have voted for first, Joel Embiid. But if you look, as I did the last few days, looked at Jokic's rookie cards and Embiid's rookie cards and the ups and downs of those, I'll just say for two guys that were MVP frontrunners, not a lot of movement in their card values. They went down just like everybody else, but they didn't 
they didn't separate themselves at all. Uh, didn't stand out in the card market. And so to me, it's fascinating at best. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, as, as an investor, sometimes you look at the things, the, the products, the opportunities that other people, that other people are passing on and you say, huh, well, well, everybody else is buying a, I'm going to, and, and the prices on B are down. I'm going to buy B. Like I'm going to go buy some centers. I'm going to buy some Shaq while everybody's talking about Kobe rookies and Kobe in the past. What about Shaq? Right? Well, that's just the thing. It's, it, you know, part of my, with hoops and cards, we like to celebrate and unpack a bit together, like the connection between card prices going up and down, uh, how they're tied to a player's performance on the court. And it feels like centers is one place where that's just not true. And if you are a basketball card 101 guy, like you're, <clears throat> you're just into this the last six months or the last two years, or you have a friend that is, like I would warn them and say, look, uh, there's this risk that those guys' cards may never, may never be what their games deserve, what their what their achievements deserve. You know, if you were to compare the growth in Tyrese Maxey's card value over the last two years versus Joel Embiid's card value, uh, just percentage-wise, it's it's embarrassing. Like, and I'm a guy who loves Tyrese Maxey. I love him. I think he's a tremendous basketball player and his upside is ridiculous. <clears throat> he's going to be fun to watch and I've, I've poured in and invested in him. I didn't invest a dime in Joel Embiid because of this card reality. Centers just aren't worth as much. And, and so I'm asking these questions today. I'm asking, well, uh, will they ever be? Did they used to be? Right? Because if you look at the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the most valuable cards from those eras are not Oscar Robertson, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, although people are like, hey, he's the logo. Okay. People want Wilt Chamberlain's, Bill Russell's, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar cards. That's just, it's just the reality. Because they recognize those guys dominated the league during their day. Well, Shaq did too. Joker is now. And those draft picks I mentioned, everybody believes. Wow. Uh, Look at Chet's upside. We've never seen a big man move like that. Look at look at all of his, you know, instincts and his defense and his blah blah blah. And I good. I agree. I agree. I'm not paying for his rookie card. Cause because of all these things we're saying right here. Like, look at the track record of basketball cards for centers for big men over the last 25 years. And you'd say, Yeah, I mean I could park. $200 in a, in a Jokic rookie right now or Anthony Edwards, Cade Cunningham, John Morant, LaMelo Ball, Darius Garland, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell. What if he gets traded to the Knicks? Ooh, spoiler alert. So yeah, before uh, the break, I mentioned Donovan Mitchell, Spida, uh, 
I should have seen this more clearly or sooner than I did. Obviously, Utah is tearing things apart and trading Rudy Gobert was big. They got lots of draft picks and some pieces, parts that they're going to do who knows what with. But they're definitely going with a rebuild. And some people thought, hey, that's a rebuild around Donovan Mitchell because he's, you know, mini Jordan or something. And uh, But now it looks like they're willing to entertain offers for Mitchell. And I shouldn't be surprised at all. Because the teams that rebuild and find some level of success or progress in it in landing superstars eventually. Those are the te- the teams that do that are usually the ones that have decided we're really going to rebound. Like we're going to tear this thing down to the to the to the studs or to the to the floor and that means unload all their veteran talent. So rumors now about Donovan Mitchell possibly in trade packages or trade rumors to New York uh, to a variety of teams, but New York is at the top of the list. And, and let me just say a couple things. Um, this this kind of like a deal to a team with uh, with more talent or a team that's in a bigger market that that is going to help Donovan Mitchell's just just the whole world's awareness of him. He's he's a fantastic player, you guys. And as clutch and as dominant of an offensive player as I've seen in the last ten years. At least it's not named LeBron or Giannis. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is in that group of guys and Steph Curry. Donovan Mitchell is in the, in the second tier of guys that are like, wow, at some point I could see this guy carrying a team to a championship ring. I really, I mean, lots of people have said that about him. But all that to say, he gets to New York and you will see a spike in his card value instantly. Uh, I don't know how long it'll last. Maybe it'll last a day or two as New York fans or NBA fans are saying, oh, there he is. You know, look at that lineup that they could have with uh, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. If they if they do this right, and apparently the Knicks have ton of tons of picks, and they've been planning for this for a while. You know, so for them to say, "Hey, we've added, we're going to give five draft picks, first round picks, maybe six, and give you Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, uh, Emmanuel Quickly," I, I would feel like. I put myself in Utah's shoes, and I'll get to how this relates to you as a card investor here in a moment. I'll put this, put it in Utah's shoes. Um, you know, as much as I would want to keep a guy like Donovan Mitchell, I would agree and just go for the the rebuild and get as much as you can for him. And when I say as much as you can, I mean, yeah, get the five or six picks. Maybe they're going to hold out for six because apparently Danny Ainge, you know, is just crazy about. <clears throat> uh, milking it, building this, this, this war chest of draft picks like he did, I think in Boston. And that seemed to turn out. Okay. They were contenders and still are, but, but here's the deal. Uh, if I'm Utah, I would definitely want, I mean, I would try to get RJ Barrett in the deal, but I'd be fine if they don't, I would love to get six draft picks and at least three quality young players, maybe four. But the guys I would insist on getting in that deal start and end with Emmanuel quickly. I think uh, I would want Emmanuel quickly. I would ask here. I would ask for you know they always ask for like a bigger package. We want R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, 
Julius Randle and six first round picks. And that's when they hang up the phone on you and you're like, okay, all right. Well, you can keep Julius Randle and his contract. Maybe put in Mitchell Robinson. Then they hang up the phone again. (laughs) Okay, how about Isaiah Hartenstein? Then they hang up the phone again. So, but what I would eventually, I think, say yes to would be five or six first round picks and a bunch of pink swaps. Pink swaps. And give me quickly, give me Toppin, give me Grimes, and let's call it a day. And part of that is because uh, as we look to build a new young core in Utah, those picks are everything. And all three of the guys we just added in that deal are young, developing, fun-to-watch players that we could either keep long-term or package in another trade to somebody else because all all those guys are desirable. However, let me say this. Because I'm looking at, and this was in my Changing of the Guard article on hoopsandcards.com, this is the kind of deal that helps Emmanuel quickly immensely. Because if that if he winds up in Utah or if Emmanuel quickly winds up anywhere where he's the starter on a team, and in this case, I don't care if it's a playoff team anytime soon. I just know Emmanuel quickly is going to step in and people are going to go, wow. He's getting 30 plus minutes a night. He's capable of 20 points, 8 to 10 assists, uh, 4 to 8 rebounds a game. Like he's, he's ridiculous. He's fun to watch. I don't know that he's a franchise point guard. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm saying... If that guy is traded to a place where he gets tons of playing time, his value is going to go up. I feel the same for Obi Toppin in a little different way. I don't know if Toppin can score as much. I don't know if Toppin's as fun to watch, even though he's got some great high-flying dunks to his uh, highlight real resume. So the, the headlines will be around Donovan Mitchell. And some people will flock to buy Donovan Mitchell autos, Donovan Mitchell silvers, PSA 10s of anything. <clears throat> And I'm on board with that, but I would say don't do it unless you're willing to buy and hold. If you want to flip Donovan Mitchell, you should buy him yesterday. Let me say that again. If you want to flip Donovan Mitchell on this trade news, buy him yesterday, which is humanly impossible. Now, I have a Donovan Mitchell card I'm waiting for PSA to send me back, and I'm glad. Uh, but if it doesn't 10, I'm, I'm dumping it. Uh, I don't want to hold that long term, so... Donovan Mitchell, yes, there will be a bump. But this trade could really be about freeing up some playing time for what's his cheese? Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin and Grimes, who <laughs> I went to a Cavs-Knicks game earlier this season and grinds, grinds. <laughs> Brittany Griner. No, um, what's his name? Quentin Grind, Grimes. <laughs> he made three after three after three after three. And I was like, crap, who is this guy? Quentin Grimes. Oh, man, he's a rookie. Oh, man, he's in New York. Watch this kid into the future. I think he has certain upside uh, if he becomes a starter anywhere in the league. So so if I'm Utah, but also I'm a basketball card collector and investor, it is fascinating to watch. I think the DeAndre Ayton signing also makes him a better long-term hold for now in Phoenix. Hold on to the cards you have if you like them dump them if you want to get into somebody else's cards. Uh, And then the other news I think to to process or chew on is, does that mean that that Phoenix is out of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes? It seems to. 
And that also means, great, we don't really know what's going to happen with KD and Kyrie. And if they wind up back in Brooklyn, um, that's bad for everybody. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> and they're just going to keep doing this until they get dealt or until they pretend like they're happy, but we all know they're not. So I, for, for Cameron Thomas's sake and for Brooklyn fans' sake, I hope they're able to get a big deal, uh, a trade involved. You know, if it's not DeAndre Ayton, maybe they swing a deal. They step in and intercept Donovan Mitchell and build around Cameron Thomas and Donovan Mitchell, which isn't bad. So I don't know. What do you guys think? 33 points here already in this third quarter. Oh, SGA goes end to end in the scoop and score at the buzzer. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. A couple final thoughts before uh, we roll out this episode. You Utah fans are probably like, hey, wait a minute. What is what is Emmanuel quickly going to do for us when we already have Mike Conley and Bogdanovich? Well, those guys are also on their way out. You probably aren't surprised by that, but those contracts will need to go along with this big rebuild. So, so yeah, I sometimes communicate to people here what I've got in my eBay watch list where you can click you know, watch this item or search, save searches, those kind of things. So yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Silver Prism, PSA 10s and autograph cards. Emmanuel Quickly, uh, RPAs, Emmanuel Quickly, Court Kings level fours. You know, there's, there's at the same time, I'm like still in, hey, we wait till, wait till September and we'll see what kind of deals we could get. But I would love to hear your thoughts, your takes on, you know, the potential of Donovan Mitchell in New York, your thoughts on Kevin Durant, where he's going to wind up, or any other thoughts you want to share about the basketball card market. Maybe you love this year's prism and you just want to rave to somebody about it, or you're planning to go to the national and uh, that card show is going to be epic. So if any of those things are the case, or you just want to uh, message me, I love hearing from you guys. I am at hoops and cards on Instagram, at hoops and cards on Instagram. And of course, Hoops Plus, we would love to have you join. That's an easy way to support Hoops and Cards as a show. You get more podcast episodes. It, it gives you like a special download code. And you also get on our e-newsletter list because I send out one of those a month now with uh, a resource called The Insider. <laughs> How original, right? The Hoops Plus Insider will get to you as a Hoops Plus member, as well as uh, some special interactions on our Discord channel, which is uh, a blast. So anyway, that is only $4.99 a month for Hoops Plus. And if you go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe, they will show you how to do it. Uh, that's anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Or just go to hoopsandcards.com as well. That has a lot of great information about us and uh, and what we do. So yeah, I uh, may or may not be going to another card show this week. We'll see. But uh, hope you guys have an awesome weekend wherever you are at. Uh, good luck with your deals. May all of your low offers be accepted. Have a great one. We made a terrible mistake. Here's Van Vliet. Finds OG. Doubled in the corner. Trent Jr. Corner three. Rack it up. To down from Winnipeg. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet!